1: In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to the Walking Dead TV Podcast episode 273. This is Russ, and we mostly have a full house. I have Daryl, I have Jim, and I have Rich. Aaron is on assignment this week.
0: And we have a new sponsor this week, uh, we Russ. Do. <laughs> it's uh, Negan Pants. When it's pants shit in time, you want the right kind of pants. Negan shit and pants. We thanked them for their support. Nice.
2: Always well always good to welcome a new sponsor.
0: I feel. yeah, I feel like that's the only reason they keep Jeffrey Dean Morgan around. Is to like, you know, talk about poop pooping his pants. Yes. I, I don't so. know. He <laughs> you know, seems to do it a lot. He seems to talk about it a lot. And yeah.
1: Skybound is very wise in the way they cash in on merchandising and stuff. They're almost very Lucas like. Um I'm surprised that there haven't been a line of Negan shitting pants that they've tried to <laughs> sell yet. There um, are. There are new sponsors, weren't
0: you listening? Yeah. There's a theme about pretty mouths in this episode too. It's a she- recurring theme. So the episode is called Lines We Cross. Lines We right?
2: Cross. Season 10. Yeah. Can you believe it? Season 10. Can
0: you believe this shit, guys? Damn, oh, my it God. It doesn't feel like it's season 10. Russ and I have been here since episode 1, yeah. pretty yeah. much. I know.
3: First time listen. First time Vir- so
0: Virtual Skype high five to my brother okay. Russ over there. A long time <clears> listener. <first throat> time. But yeah, episode. First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you did not win the evil tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I thought this was a good episode. I really, it was nice to see where everybody was, you know what I mean? All right. Yeah. It was cool to see them, um, like, like kind of feature Oceanside for a change. Yes. You know, we've seen the kingdom a lot. We've seen Alexandria a lot, you know? Oceanside, we really don't know what's going on there. And that, that whole, um, and then the, oh, op- that cold opening with the, um, the satellite really kind of, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I, I like. I
3: know that. they did that on purpose
0: At first. I mean, the yeah. way I mean it plays out later, obviously, but like the way right. they started out like that, I'm like, okay, of course, last man on earth did that first,
1: but yeah, um, I don't. know. No, I true. I agree. This I I really enjoyed it, and the one and I don't know if they did this purposefully or not, but the way like when Judith narrated that recap and everything, it was almost like we know that some of you left after <laughs> season seven. Right. And 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 here's catching you up so that you know you didn't really miss anything during the last two seasons. Now come back.
0: <laughs> and I think that's why they spent all that time with Michonne and Daryl and Carol like that. And all you know, oh, good like point. Yeah, all character, all characters that have been around for a while. You know. <laughs> so I thought that I'm sure that wasn't a mistake or no. or, or you know, know, know by chance. Correct. Well, before we get into the
2: episode, In the episode proper, there mm-hmm. is a bit of mm-hmm. news. We had New York Comic Con last weekend. And then,
0: yeah, well, Daryl was, was there. Daryl, how was it, man?
3: Um, it, a lot of stuff happened. I just don't know what it was. Uh-huh. It just blurs by.
1: Sure. Top-notch yes. reporting.
3: Yeah. 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 Things happened. Uh, people walked by. People walked by. <laughs> well, maybe Only
1: so... things happened, or did stuff and things happen?
0: Well, I can <sighs> tell you one thing that happened in your York Cal- uh, Com- I, I, that you may have missed. Um... The official first actual trailer for the Walking Dead untitled third series. <laughs> I like that title. Coming in spring. Uh still you know, no firm title on that. I'm the the working title on the set has been Monument.
3: Uh, has there ever been a has there ever been a time when they they have been a trailer for a show before they even had it before they had a name Not for it? Not that I recall. I didn't either. Did do they I do that
2: either. with Fear though? Didn't they do put something out with Did Fear they? before they actually called it Fear of the Walking Dead? I don't remember.
1: I remember I think that they just put out some stills and that there was and they just had the Walking Dead's logo on it.
3: I but think to have the, have the a first full trailer. trailer? I, I thought the bit was the like first Nick running, we got.
2: you know, running mm-hmm. away. I I want to say that we saw that before the show had a title, but maybe I'm wrong.
3: But this, this is so a full just, trailer yeah. though.
2: I
1: thought that that was when they released the name is the one because I think Nick's running and that whole thing because he went and that was the one where they revealed the name because I don't I don't remember when they revealed the name but I remember us just go <laughs> eyes rolling in the back what it seemed like a weird Whoa. name You stirring something there Jim
0: you stirring the pot your doom yeah. <laughs> your doom. No, I'm trying to stir up a title for this third series. Yeah, the, 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 uh, nice. The trailer just says a tra- a new trailer for the new series from The Walking so, Dead.
2: after watching that trailer and seeing that where it said a new series in the world of The Walking Dead or whatever, do you think there's a chance that this thing maybe isn't have Walking Dead in the title?
3: I think Could be. so.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. With that very CW-ish type music that was playing over the trailer, they should maybe call it Buster's Creek.
0: I uh, I think, and I will bet five dollars right now that there is a colon in the title. Oh yeah, yeah. like The Walking Dead: Colon Monument. Oh, Monum. that colon. Or Sorry, The Walking Dead. No, no, not that. Damn, Russ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be Monument: A Walking Dead Story.
0: Yes, exactly. But well, I think there's going to be some uh, extemporaneous punctuation, no matter what happens. <laughs> Speaking colon, of things Alexa, that are extemporaneous <laughs> and no longer of use. Uh, Whiskey Cavalier has officially been cancelled after one season from ABC. Right. And then immediately uh, okay. reporting after, like a day after that uh, report came out, uh, Entertainment Weekly reports that Walking Dead has been renewed for season 11 and say. Lauren Cohen is returning as a season regular. Oh, wow! Do you think that we'll
1: see her somewhere towards the end of season 10?
0: Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I think so. It was interesting that they even name-checked her yeah. In this episode, yep. they, you know, they said, "Oh, no, what's, I you know, Georgie. I that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they definitely, you know, kept her in, you know, her in play, as it were. Um, I also wanted to point out: if you have uh, Twitch Prime, which uh, if you have Amazon Prime, it's easy to do. You just sync up your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime account, and it's mm-hmm. free. You can get the Walking Dead Telltale game uh, about Michonne for free right now. Just oh, nice. for taking like two minutes to link your Amazon Prime account to a Twitch uh, Prime account, I, uh, so, and that that game is a five star game. It, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. good, and I think it's we'll, free. So I want to put that out there for. Yeah, everybody. and I
2: think there's some parallels to uh, to that in this episode. Uh, not, to, yeah, not to spoil yeah. anything, but there, there's a couple things that happened in this episode, so maybe we should get this out of the way ahead of time. There's a couple things in this episode that happen that either relate to, Jim, you were mentioning the game or the comic itself, and I don't know if we want to save that to the end. Do we want to just put a tag in front of it? it it's not heavy spoiler. It's just...
1: Uh, I don't know what you're referring it's, it's, to, so we might want to wait okay. to the end. It's
2: <laughs> not heavy spoiler. It's just it's something happens with with, with one... It's, it's more a spoiler for the show, I think, than it is for the comic, to be honest with you at this point, but... Well,
0: Maybe we should just put a pin in it for now and then uh, come back to it later. Because, I mean, you know, so many people listening to this podcast uh, don't, you know, haven't read the comic. Yeah. Oh, that's true. All right. We'll do it Yeah, I I don't want to spoil for them. So, yeah. We'll do a lot. Do a lot. Anyway.
1: I thought both of our fans have read the comic.
0: Okay. I did really like this uh, this tweet that someone posted on the, it's not really news, but on our Facebook group. Uh, Where was, uh, it was Herschel tweeting uh, where well, was all I'd this th- where was all this training when my farm was being overrun <laughs> <laughs> damn right where was it man no justice for herschel
1: they were too busy looking for sophia remember
0: right oh right of course um so yeah that's that's all the that, like i said that's all the that news we had but it's definitely worth getting that game for free For sure. And uh, the trailer, I thought it was okay for the new series. I don't know. It's an interesting take on it with the kids. And we learned last week, it takes place in the same time frame as the parent show, uh, like like 10 years after the apocalypse or whatever. So anyway.
2: All right. So should we get into it? Do it. All right. So 10 episode one, lines of cross, uh, starts off with a, uh, exterior shot from space, which I didn't think I'd ever be saying that in a recap for the show, but uh, but there it is, and it's a, it's a Russian satellite, and it's obviously losing its orbit and heading uh, for Earth. Um, and then, so the other interesting thing with this episode uh, is it's broken up into named chapters, which I think they've done this before. Um, I can't recall when, but it, but it was like very much like boom, title card kind of thing, um, I mean, they have done episodes.
1: It reminded me of, it reminded me of clerks. Like ah, every yeah. segment was <clears throat> hit with.
0: Oh. It reminded me, it reminded me of Tarantino. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And they've definitely done like,
0: you know, the chapter like chapter breaks. Yeah. And they've
2: definitely done ap- episodes where we get the story from different perspectives, right? Like where we get a part of the story and then we find out the, you know, then we roll back and get somebody else's perspective on the same story. So they've, they've definitely used that device before. Um, mm. so the first, the first chapter is called training day. And, uh, we uh, we see this walker that's showing up on the beach that looks like he's been impaled by I don't know what it is like all kinds of just like metal tubing or something like that. Yeah, oh,
0: it cool. was, I thought thought looked like wood. Yeah, it looked like drip no, I wood. I couldn't
2: tell if it was wood yeah. or metal, but
0: yeah. He would have made a charming candle if Pier fifty Pier fifty one was <laughs> <were> still around. <laughs> Remember, Look, honey, yeah. I bought it. I got it for the Rumpus Room. It's
3: cool, isn't it?
2: Um. But the, clearly the crew is – they're forming an army. They're doing training drills. Uh, they're out at Oceanside. Um, and it, very Spartan, right? You know, the shield. I was going to say, the movie 300? Yes. Yeah, very much. 300,
0: 300 <laughs> exists in this yeah. universe because if not – I mean, if, if it does, they owe somebody some copyright infringement money there. Cause- this is
1: Oceanside!
0: <laughs> But they're... It was great, though. They were very coordinated. Yeah. yeah. Those shields are pretty cool, though. You tell them they're training on. Mm-hmm. The best part, my favorite part is Michelle. So calm down. Remember your training.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> had the best non-Nicholas
1: Cage John Travolta face-off scene ever.
3: I think she had a lot of fun
0: with this yeah. part. Old, remember your training. Yeah.
3: But those shields
2: were pretty cool, the spikes on the on the mm-hmm. end and, you, you know, just kind of that phalanx style where they you know, they have them in the front and then they lower down, the archers, then the spears, then they retrieve, and, you know, just that whole uh, having the walkers trapped in that uh, in that boat and the king and, and Jerry letting them out to to kind of.
0: I was going to say, we had a few cool moments with uh, the king and Jerry, yeah. too. It was like, you know, you got a boss. This I'm not your boss yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like in Superman. We go, don't call me chief. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was good i like it was a cool way to like kind of be like remember these characters remember how much fun they are together you know kind of like and, best. And, and i feel like you know it's pulled us out of our uh, fear of the walking dead funk
2: yeah, kind of see, yeah, you know, yeah sure like jerry hey i remember him the one thing i'll say about this i don't know if you guys noticed it um but i certainly noticed it just in the start of it this had this felt very cinematic like in a way, oh yeah, yeah. In a way, this show hasn't, or the other show hasn't felt. Like I don't know what it is. It's it's like a, a, like just from from the word go, this this it just felt like a different vibe, a different energy. The, a lot of aerial shots. Did you guys notice all the aerial shots, the say, overhead shots? That,
0: that's what I was gonna say. I think there was a. It seemed like there were a lot of copter or drone yes. shots, like when they break off to go search for you know more sign of the whispers, and they. It kind of you know kind of follows them like uh backwards like the shot as they break off into three groups and yeah i, I definitely get what you're saying russ definitely there that.
1: were there were actually if i cuz i remember thinking this that even in this season of fear, there were more drone shots. Like you could tell. So I mean, it just must have become very inexpensive now to do that because I've noticed that actually with a lot of television in this last like six months to a year, a lot of more, lot more drone shots of things going on. Yeah, so. I mean nowadays
2: you you <clears throat> grab one of those drones, you you know they all have four K you know quality cameras and stuff on them. They're heavy duty. It's yep. it's I'm sure it's gotten infinitely cheaper than you know, crane shots and helicopter shots and everything else, but they look, you know, they, oh, yeah. they look good. So it just, I don't know. there There's just something about the show. I just felt, you know, I, I think for a while we felt like maybe it needed a shot in the arm. And I think just right from, from jump, I felt like the show was getting a shot in the arm. Like there was, there was an energy and a feeling I got from this, that, that I haven't felt from the show or even the other show. And, um you know, maybe, I guess the closest I can I think to it is, is like the beginning of not season not the previous season we had of the of Fear, but the one before that when, you know, they kind of brought in all the new blood and everything. Um, yep. But that was more just like a newness. This felt like a reinvigoration.
1: Well, I also wonder if they're not testing techniques and shots and different things for the upcoming actual films they're going to make. You know, just testing out be. different things. Because it also seemed to me like, They actually stepped up some of the B-roll zombies in this episode, you know. Like, the last couple of seasons, ones that are further in the background and whatnot, you can kind of tell it's just rubber masks thrown over somebody. uh, It seems to me like they actually spent some real time on the effects, even
0: for background. I might have a reason why uh, the direction was so good this episode. It's our old friend Greg Nicotero at the helm. Ah uh, directing. Uh this was written by Angela Kang, who, you know, some people have him some grief for her writing in the you know last season or whatever, but I thought it was a fairly well written episode. Yeah, I yeah. agree. But uh I'm surprised Greg Nick I mean between the you know, creep show and this, I'm surprised he has time to you know, still you know, put time to this series. I'm glad he is though. He's a good director. I mean he's he's
1: really... the he's the Jim Deeds of horror, just
0: constantly working. Uh Flattery will get you everywhere. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> now, the one thing I thought was weird was Michonne hits that one walker, and the face goes flying. And then later, Judith finds a face. They find the face, and I thought, but yep. the, they were not. I, I take it, they were not the same face. Like that was not intended to be the same.
1: No, but I thought that at first. I was first really confused. Like, why? I was like, RJ found the face that Michonne chopped off, but then. <laughs> judah's faith and i'm like there's something different what's going on and then it was oh we found one of the whisperers faces or whatever so it was a bit jarring at first
0: so that
2: leads us into chapter two called skin um and of course mm-hmm. this is where aaron is on the radio to father gabriel and michonne is there and you know they say that they found you know they they tell them what they found the skin and but, you know, Aaron's like you need to put the uh, put Alexandria on lockdown, and Michonne pretty much takes the mic out of his hand and says, "No, like just keep everybody close. Let's be cautious. Let's, you know, not do it." And so you could tell there's kind of a little bit of uh, a little bit of tension between her and Aaron. Like she doesn't want to start panic and think that people, um, you know, that the, you know things are getting out of hand. Aaron has had two very large losses in his life. Uh, you know, yeah. in the, in the somewhat recent future and, um,
0: three, if you count his arm. Yeah.
2: Hey, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well,
1: and I even have a note here on, it says, when did Aaron become such a careless weirdo? Like he just seemed very different this episode. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, Maybe there was that scene where, where was Michonne was like, off.
0: all of this, there was a scene where Michonne was like, all like, you know, well, that was stupid for no reason, you know, and like all you know, yelling at about going across that bridge.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, um, none of it was like I think that there's something that has happened between the seasons that we're we we have not learned yet with Aaron because he just felt completely off this episode. Not in a bad way, just
2: I, I just took it as just like Jesus dying was kind of the last straw for him. Like, and then and then the bit with you know with all the stuff with the whispers. Like he's he's you know he kind of he he says it later on. You know I've I've always been the nice guy. I'm tired of being the nice guy. It's time to. You know, the, basically, being the nice guy and taking a pa- passive attitude has gotten has gotten us nowhere. It's it's time to to get on the offensive.
0: Well, and Michonne, aggressive oh, and the being smart. Li- Michonne had the best line when he said that, though. You know, he's, he's like, uh, she's like, you know, n- because nice never got me anywhere, but smart yes. did. you mm-hmm. know After he says how sick he is of being nice, so they kind of are starting to understand each other and feel each other out. Uh, about you know where they're both standing on this kind you know, like you said you know he was like I'm clearly overreacting because they found the one mask and the one skin or yeah. whatever. Um, they seem like to kind of be pushing each other's boundaries a little bit.
2: And it, they make it pretty clear in the beginning in, in this episode that it's been several months since they've seen the whispers. Like they've they've you know they've put their boundary into place. It sounds like the um, you know the the coalition whatever you want to call it the uh, you know Michonne and and all the the communities have abided by the the boundary and and just decided okay like let's let's peel back michonne even says like now's not the time to be divided you know and this was somebody at the beginning of last season that was very much of the no we need to be our you know we need to be separate we need to you know it's you look out for ourselves and each community separate and now she's very you know again we saw over the course of the, of last season how her opinion changed and it's you know more about uh, them, be, you know, acting together, like being being um, one community made up of separate communities, and how important it is for them to to stay together. And so she's she's kind of had a change of heart there. Um, so her and she decides you know her and Aaron they'll you know they'll send a party out. So um, the six of them go out on horseback, and again that was a really cool shot. You know where they they you know they head out of town. They're all on their horses and. I, 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 I'm really digging this whole like you know they're not just getting in the you know they're not getting in the Hyundai like they used to and just heading out on the road right they're you know they're having to get up on the horses and and, and take off and things are getting a lot more low tech you know they're, they're becoming more mm-hmm. prepared as people and you know we see that later on in the episode how they've kind of gotten things together and and you know they're smarter about how they how they do certain things but yet the technology in a lot of ways you know is, is kind of uh, they're they're having to find ways to keep it together.
3: I like the kids the uh, the way that um, Judith, you know, like Michonne is watching mm-hmm. her interact with the with the other kids. That's kind of showing how Michonne is kind of changing a little bit, being more open than she was yeah. before.
1: Yeah, so, when Judith is telling that story to RJ, it's like, oh, that hit you right in the feels.
3: Well, she's great, and and I mean, she does she does so well with just just. Emoting, you know, the, the the emotions that are there without having to say something, like just in the eyes uh, when she's telling that story. It, it like even if you weren't someone who watched all of the previous seasons, you knew that there was someone important that she lost as she's telling that story. It's just well done.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> and then Aaron asks Michonne. Even he, he he said, "Do you ever think that we're the villains in somebody else's story?" I, I thought that was a, that was kind of a cool thing to. Mm-hmm. You know, to think about it, it's like, you know, are we, you know, we think of ourselves as the good guys. But is somebody else basically saying, oh, those those evil people in Alexandria or the hilltop or, you know, Oceanside or whatever?
0: <sighs> How dare they try to farm and live in peace, yeah. those bastards.
3: I kept waiting for somebody to say, but we just want to help people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jenny rides over the hill. <laughs> oh, no, not you. <laughs> Anyone but you.
2: So they come across
0: it yeah, Negan's like, "I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> they come across a campsite and uh there's a a walker skin there's a bunch of uh you know they're skeletal remains there's a body that's that's kind of bound up and sitting there that's decomposed, and they can't really tell what's going on, like they don't know if these bodies have been there for a long time for a short time you know they're they're concerned that you know it's it's definitely being that they see the skins well, it's definitely whisperers, but they're like, well has this been here six months three months two days you know a week
1: was that was that last body that they focused in on that was face down was that were was it supposed to be showing it was skinned because it
2: did not like it didn't look skinned it looked okay because I was it
1: trying it to figure skinned. out were they trying to correlate that body with the skin I don't think so
2: I didn't take that okay no. cause that's
1: I, it felt like they were trying to tie that and I'm like that body was not skinned
3: but i think what they were trying to convey was the fear of just seeing <coughs> oh yeah the bodies and how everyone is you know yeah everyone is just so on on alarm because of what happened and there's just a constant state of kind of fear around the, the you know the camp and stuff yeah
0: I keep wondering, and and you know, again, this is probably just a stupid like suspension of disbelief thing on my part. But how do they always know where the border is? Like, I don't know. Either. Like, there's one part <laughs> yeah. later right. like, when when Daryl and Carol are out later. There's this giant embankment, and it's like Daryl says, "Oh, this is part of the border." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." Let's well, there was see it, where there, that was, is. <laughs> so see, like, when there are remnants
1: of a road it looked right like there, there? Was I yeah. That
0: road... It looked like there was something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Just when they're in, and then later with the you know the fire and everything, I'm like, how do they even? How can they tell where the you know? I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm with you. I thought the same thing with the fire. I'm like, well, no. When you
1: see the fire, you see them running. You see the remnants of that that bad CGI deer that they didn't collect. Um, When they go running towards the fire, so that shows they were running across that same border.
0: I lived through the 2000s. I block out all bad CGI. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Um, but then Michonne uh, tells Aaron, no, we are the good guys. Like, d- d- don't even question it. You know, we, what we're doing is right. We are we are in the right. Um, and just at that time, they hear the loud noise in the sky. They look up and what looks like a meteor coming down. And, of course, this is the this destabilized satellite that's coming out of orbit. Um, so the next chapter we go to is called Bird Wisdom. And this is where we see Father Gabriel's side of the conversation. So this is the first hint that we're getting the story told from different points of view. So uh, <clears throat> it starts with you know us uh, seeing Father Gabriel on the radio and then we hear the, the side of the conversation, his side. So it's Michonne and Aaron kind of discussing whether or not to lock down Alexandria or not. Um, and Father Gabriel obviously looks very uh, – he seems very – Almost kind of like, like almost zombified himself. He just seems like he's kind of out of it the whole episode.
3: I think he's stressed. He seems
2: exhausted. Yes, yes.
0: I think that was what part of his PTSD kind of. I mean, between the the shape he was in, the shape Eugene was in, Mm -hmm. the shape Sadiq was in, (laughs) like all three of them were just like. Have we
1: gotten to the scene uh, with Sadiq yet?
2: No, it's coming up. So okay,
1: because that was weird. Yeah.
2: So. Um, we get this kind of montage kind of sequence where it's clear that gabriel Gabriel Sadiq, uh Rosita and uh Eugene are living in the same house um whoa which, also, which seems like it's a very three men in a a yeah, very strange domestic situation they've got going on there
0: father husbands I don't yeah. know what do you call that? it's three's company the next generation, yeah. <laughs> but it's funny because Eugene is like
2: taking daily measurements of the baby and, you know, writing... Like a robot. Yeah, writing
0: down <laughs> when it's... Oh, not only that, you had all those charts and graphs. Yes, it yeah. reminded me of uh, of uh, Charlie Day in uh, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, yeah. That meme where true. he has, like, all the road and the string, and the notes there. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're, you're a first-time parent. You're very involved. I get oh, it. I was sure too, dude, right? I love the creepy but vibes that she, she was little, breastfeeding. Yeah.
3: But it's just funny I'm because sure he gave those creepy vibes. You know, up. he's got
2: this chart, and he's like, "Oh no, you know, mm-hmm. if you if you heat the milk for five minutes and fourteen seconds, then that's the optimal time." And Sadiq's like, "Can't you just do it? Like, 5 isn't five minutes enough?" Like, they get into <laughs> this semantic <laughs> conversation about you know how he's right the, the exact yeah. you know time to to heat the bottle so it's the right temperature so the baby you know so it's fine with the baby and and it's funny because the baby seems fairly content. I don't know if you you noticed, but the baby seems fairly content. For the most part, when it's around Eugene, when yeah. Eugene's kind of as doing long his as, thing.
0: As, she plays, as long as you keep playing that yeah, music, and yeah, yeah.
2: Um, and then Sadiq is just like completely out of his element. So I, I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like Sadiq is basically sleep deprived, like you know, because well,
3: well no. I thought that was his part. Of it. I th- I thought that they were trying to portray how this, all of the, angst and fear of these, you know, the those people coming back. You know the whisper is coming back.
1: Yeah, this seems like it's been going on for longer than
3: that.
1: Yeah, well, no, Maybe, here's yeah. here's where I was confused. So prepping for the show tonight, mm-hmm. I pulled down Skybound's recap, and when it got to this part, when it after the baby stuff, it says Sadiq becomes ill and experiences flashbacks. I didn't think he was ill. I thought it was just PTSD or something. But they're stating in here he was ill. I didn't oh. get that from the way it was portrayed was it
3: on the screen. Sp- are they trying sometime. to say the spider?
2: I don't know. I mean, he, he almost seemed kind of feverish. He did. You know? right. I mean, he is a doctor, so I'm sure between treating sick people all day, coming home, dealing with a baby, dealing with Eugene, right. you know, dealing with... <laughs> With all that other stuff going on in his own house, yeah, I'm sure he's probably like super stressed. That's no,
1: I get that. Enough. I just, I'm just saying, is there was nothing that made me think he was sick. I just thought he was having mental issues at that moment from PTSD of what Well, happened. they
3: made a deal of making a big deal of like that spider at the other time, and I wonder if they're gonna do something. I don't know. I hope not. But it'd spider Sadiq? No, but if they did something where it had bit him, and slowly it's been making him sick because it's not like you can go to get a you know a blood test done True. for you know we people get bites all the time and it does affect them over time um we 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 go through it a lot now in the summertime you know these these bites and stuff so i i wonder if they're gonna go down that road and be like he got you know bit by that spider back then and it's affecting him now and he doesn't know how to treat it or something
1: yeah, I don't know.
3: It's unclear. I don't like how they did that part. Yeah. It's very and unclear. This you know. whole
1: scene is weird to me. Like with this guy Dante, I don't know. Just it was kind of creepy the way the it guy all felt was like on.
3: a fever dream. Yeah, almost. <clears throat> um.
2: So then we cut over to the school, and Lydia's it seems like she's doing okay but still struggling a little bit obviously she's she's behind where it, where a kid her age would be as far as education level yeah um and so she gets frustrated uh then the you know the group of them come into the schoolhouse and they need to talk about something and obviously they they don't want they don't want Lydia there when they when they talk about it so she so she walks outside um and starts practicing her almost like her, her uh, Morgan moves. She's got a bow staff and she's doing her thing. Right. And, uh, I thought that and was of course-
1: kind of crappy of them, too. The whole, not that they pulled her off his side, but the way that they, like, right in front of her, I oh, don't know, we want her here for this. It was like, yeah, well, way to make the, you know, <laughs> girl feel even worse about but herself. But
3: think about it. None of them are going to, I mean, it's no right way to do this. But, I mean, but think about it. She comes and, And she's the daughter. I mean, it's not like she's just one of the Whisperers. She's the daughter of the, you know, the leader of the Whisperers. And they just murdered, you know, a bunch of their people. Um, She shouldn't be blamed for it, but I bet there's
0: there's got to be a lot of that in their back of their minds. They're going... And that's exactly what, like, Negan plays into when he talks to her. He's like, you know, hey, you better watch your back, you know, I mean... because, because when, you're not sure. Like you, when it, it gets, it, everybody is looking at each other and suspicious. Yeah. You're going to be at the top of the list. There know? is that yeah. part of you
3: that yeah. would be unsure. Like if you know, like it's like if you. I mean, I don't want to put a real world thing on it, but what if the son of Bin Laden, you know, happened to come to the United States and want, uh, you know, refuge? And this is after 9 11. I mean, he would never be believed right that he's not somehow part of it or well, you know, especially like since we just recently
1: of, killed him so
3: but yeah well that's what i'm, I'm i didn't <laughs> want <wear a hand> to <laughs> smarty pants but i'm just saying like it's the way that they're doing it i mean i could it's i like how she's playing it because she's first of all she's a child who's been abused most of her life on top of that she's you know, she's in a place where a lot of the people are still hostile towards her. The boy that she liked was murdered, and it's pretty much her fault. And, and part of it, partially, and not just for existing, just for being there. That was enough for her mother to do what she did. Um, how can you even rest with that? Like, you, Like, how do you live with all of that? and she's a child she's still she a child i have
1: to pay for what her mother did
3: you and you are exactly I, right and, yet and i get what is. you're saying i'm just yeah. saying though, is it, it's just it's not right it, it exactly that's the point i think that's the whole point none of this is right and none it's of it is human nature though it's human nature right? You're it's, right it's it's and i like how she's playing it as someone who's it's not like she can go get counseling there's no counselors here this is not that type of world where you can you know, get therapy and help for that. So she has to sit and deal with that. And um, I
2: think it would have been equally unrealistic for them to just embrace her, right? Right. Like it if would they just it took out. her in, right. it would just that would feel, that would feel off. Yeah, you know,
3: it would. So
1: I wouldn't totally. expect them to fully embrace her, but I'm just saying is that's how you make enemies within by isolating them. For, but
3: again, for,
1: for crimes that somebody else related to them
3: did, again, is human nature, though. Oh, I know. For something like that, especially when it's so raw. Like, this is still very recent.
2: And you know? and the group is deceptive and they're mm-hmm. sneaky. Right. And, you know, they obviously infiltrated the fair. Like, you don't, know, you know, again, is she playing the long game?
0: Exactly. You
3: know, you, You'd be thinking you know? that. Part of you would, even if you are embracing her, true. Honestly, I thought to, that
1: myself. So, yeah, I can see. You've got
3: to have the, in the back of your mind, you've got to be, there's got to be some thoughts, some doubt in your thinking. What if I'm wrong and someone else dies because of it, right?
2: And, and at this point, you're only excluding her from a conversation. Right. You know, they're they're letting her go to school. They're letting her practice. They're letting her train. They're letting her, you know, do all these things. They just, you know, they're about oh. to have a conversation. But,
3: and they're Yeah, like, but she's more sensitive again. to any of that now.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Again, it wasn't isolating her from the conversation. I think that yeah. was the right thing to do. I'm just saying the way that when they walk in the room and they look at her like – like she's trash. It's like we don't do this with her here. Uh, I don't know. It just I. So get, people
2: in the post-apocalypse are just as shitty as the people in, yep. the, in the pre-apocalypse is what you're Bingo. saying. Rich.
1: Yeah, and you Bingo. know I was just hoping that at least during the end of the world we could be nice to each other, but apparently oh, wow. that's too much to ask.
2: We've we've seen ten seasons of that completely <laughs> not be exactly. the case. So yeah. So now so it appears they let Negan out. He's tending his tomatoes. He tells Lydia to watch his back. The dude with the spear is like. You know, basically tells him to get back in line. So he goes back into his cell. Gabriel comes to see him. And then this is where, you know, again, Negan has the, it's time to get your, you know, your shitting pants on. And, <laughs> um, and they start having that whole conversation. And, and Gabriel's like, you know, skeptical of taking advice. And this is where Negan basically says, well, maybe if you gin up a little bit of fear, like, you don't want people turning on you. And you don't want people. Turning on you because they feel like you can't keep them safe. You need to give them some something to direct their anger towards, and it needs to be the you know it needs to be the whisperer. So he's he's kind of starting to you know it's Negan being Negan, right? Like mm-hmm. he's starting to plant these seeds. And Gabriel, obviously, he's got some stuff going on, so he's going to be a little more receptive to it. And he's not did that first? wrong either.
1: No, it was no. crude the way he put it, but Negan's yeah. actually kind of right there.
0: So. Mm. And first, he's trying to get under Lydia's skin, and now, you know, trying to get under Gabriel's as well, you know. But.
2: Yeah. This is the Negan. This is, I like this Negan. I like this is the, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I, but I like when he, he says, the let me baby bird some of my wisdom. I, I'm just like, can we get away from the stupid dialogue? I mean, that was just
3: dumb. Yeah, but that's also Negan.
1: Yeah. But he can tone that down, and he has hey. before.
0: Hey, Rich. Just saying. Rich. Yeah. Neg- Negan's got a Negan, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's the way it is. That's what Negan's, people want. negan got a Negan. That's what the people want. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. Exactly. Uh, I, l- I love that he says, he
2: says, well, you know, you got that one guy following me around with a spear on me all the time thinking I'm going to brain somebody with a tomato. <laughs> I just, I that was, like
3: <laughs> that a- was funny. Right. I-, I like that. Bit. And plus, if you notice, he Negan's more around the, you know, the preacher because they're kind of have a bond, because they've been together a long time. He's been watching him, and they they spend most of the time together alone. Because, you know, he's always watching him, so he would probably, he does it on purpose. He kind of does that on purpose.
0: It's funny, too, because I was watching, I watched some of that, um, they showed, like, a whole bunch of reruns running up to the season premiere, Mm -hmm. and one of the reruns I happened to catch was the one where Negan was just about to kill Gabriel. Yeah. And then (laughs) the whole cavalry comes in and was wrecking everybody to save him. Um, yeah, I'm, now, I'm that, now they got this. Yeah, now they've got this kind of weird.
3: Well, it's like even even guards. I mean, I I I know some who have worked in prisons, and you can't treat them like crap. You know, when you're watching them, and you get nothing out of it because you have to deal with them every day, and you want them in a good state of mind so that you won't have to worry about them you know, doing something violent.
2: Well, and in yeah, You a want to make sure you, setting, drop a, you, you drop a key on the floor or drop, you know, drop right. a pencil. They're not going to stab <laughs> you in the ear with it, right? Well, and that's the thing.
1: In prison, ever. I mean, to your analogy, I mean, it's usually one guard to every 25 to 30 inmates. So, exactly. yeah, you need to treat so them right because friends. they do, do have the numbers on
3: you. It's a weird thing. You know that there's some of them are killers and, and all this, but you, you kind of, when you see them day after day after day after day, you kind of, can't help you have to but yourself yeah to you it. do you do and you kind of see some humanity in them even though they've done terrible things you still see that humanity you start to see it in them because you see them every single day
1: yep
3: uh so i see that happening with them which i think is a good take too because it, it's realistic that he's been around negan so much he can't help but have some kind of um human interaction with him. He just can't be that guy that's, you know, shut up, Negan. He can't do that all the time. He has to have some kind of conversation and dialogue. It's just human nature This is what we do.
1: Well, and he goes to him as an advisor. I mean, he doesn't say it that way, and he's not necessarily presenting himself that way, but he's going to Negan some of these times, not just Well, Negan has to done wax some political.
3: horrible things, and, and you can totally hate Negan because he deserves it, but he did run you know, uh, 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 a group, a group full of of people
0: who didn't even like each other. Saviors.
3: Yeah. So.
0: Barter Town. (laughs) Him and Tina Turner. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Wrong movie. Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, you you do have to, you kind of do want to take some of his advice or at least hear him out because there's things that you probably didn't think about that he's been through already. So I could see why he would he would listen he would talk to him and listen to him at least.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> so then of course we get the satellite crashing uh on Alexandria, or from their perspective, and Eugene goes on the radio to, to go call Oceanside.
0: In the most hilarious emergency way possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Something of great catastrophic importance has occurred. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Like wow. <laughs> Eugene. Eugenius. genius. Let's call
2: him
3: later. Eugenius. Yeah. I like that name.
2: So we get to the next chapter, Sea Dogs, and this is where we go back to back to the ocean side and it looks like they're doing they're pulling in some nets and uh, now it seems Kelly's having trouble with her hearing where mm-hmm. um she keeps backing up and they keep and the, the group is telling her, you know, "Hey, watch out, watch out, watch out." And finally somebody has to literally walk up and touch her and um, she explains it to who's the who's the um, Connie? Connie, that's I. Right.
3: Right.
1: This was a really, really good scene. Like, I mean, just on television itself. Because, I mean, Kelly, just the way she's the emotion she's going through. I've known somebody, they weren't they didn't go deaf, they were going blind. But um, that where the world you're used to is just closing in around you, and mm-hmm. you, you know, I mean. And she played that so well. It was, yeah, it was, was a very powerful scene. Very I good th- scene.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, some of the lines in that scene, though, were like, to me, were like, kind of setting up that one of them is going to die. Yeah. Like cause she's like, yeah. oh, I'll, got, always here. I'll always be here to translate yeah. for you. And I started getting yeah. sad,
3: and I started yeah. thinking, wow, one of them is going to be in a, motion, uh, a major motion picture soon.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Which one?
3: uh the uh what's her name who's already who's already deaf she's gonna be an eternal
1: oh that's right yeah but she can't go because her daryl get we got to get the the donnie or the carol or
3: i know but that's another thing daryl being happy ain't the thing that people like you got a point there because i
1: thought it was very touching to see him in this sequence that he's got that asl book in his back pocket you know
3: like he did, yeah. and The dog loves her. That's what makes me go, oh no, don't do it. The dog loves her. The bond yeah. she has with her friend and Daryl, they're getting closer. That You're makes making me sad, Daryl. I got sad because I started thinking this is The Walking <laughs> Dead. You ain't supposed to be happy in The Walking Dead. You can't have this.
0: You know what out. happens to people who say, you know, I'll always be there for you. Exactly. Or, you know, it's like the same thing as I'm retired. Or yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I'm two days from retirement. I just two bought days. a boat called Live Forever. And I'm just going to chill around, for, yeah. around the world around. with my wife. I'm just going to take this one last case. One last case and then I'm out. <laughs> Good. And then the next episode will be like, yeah. Hey, remember when T-Dog drove that bus for all exactly. them? and <laughs> yeah. Saved all those kids. Remember that? <laughs> uh... Sorry, Russ. No, sorry. Right. I um... need to take the train off the rails.
2: No, it's
0: it's fine. I did like that um, scene with Connie and, and Daryl though. I mean, you could tell they really kind of like each other and she writes him that note. It's like you signed with a southern accent. Yeah. That was super cute. I like her so much cuz oh, there's such really a cute. kindness
3: to her. There's such a, a sweetness and kindness to her when when she signs. It's like you feel the emotion she's trying to portray and that can't be easy to do that on TV.
0: Now, you talk about emotions that were hard to portray on TV that got pulled off in this episode, Carolyn Ezekiel. Yeah, man. Carol gets off that boat, and Carrie Payton and, and, and Melissa McBride are that is some acting. When you see your ex, was... they, they didn't say anything. It was Damn. all in their faces. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like I, I felt them feel. So I'm like, yeah, you see your <laughs> yeah. ex, she's doing fine without you, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's not a happy moment for. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that was some good acting, go Mm -hmm. they only have like maybe a minute together but like it's a lot I thought and there's that weird
3: bond that him and Daryl have because they both love her yeah Yeah. and it's like and it must be frustrating that she can bond with Daryl and talk to Daryl in a way that she won't with him but they're best
1: friends
0: they got bracelets and everything well now they do
3: yeah, a ahead of
0: ourselves here.
3: But it's got—you skipped a,
0: over the motorcycle ride through the woods and stuff. Oh, yeah.
3: that too. But it's got to be frustrating that you know, like you see it in Ezekiel's way he
0: he talks, yeah. the way that he his body language is like he really still loves her. That's a really good point, Daryl, because like he's normally you know stands up straight, just kind of chest mm-hmm. out and stuff, and then when he sees Carol, he's just kind of like, "Hi." <laughs> And, oh, and when she, you? yeah, and good, when she it? still has this, that
3: wall up with him, yeah, you almost see his shoulders slump. Like right. he's just not. You, you just, this is not him. This is not the guy we've seen. He's not you know, the king. He's, the king. Like he, he, he's not giving off that royalty feeling. Like he's giving, he's giving off a, a totally different.
0: Uh, but Carol does the, the guys.
3: Yeah, man, listen, Carol, Carol be Carol. And she'd be having them guys go crazy. But, you know, it's just that thing about Carol, like, there's always that, that part of her is ready to close herself off, and only Daryl gets it, because he's the same way. He's always ready to close that door, right? When something happens, he closes that door. Um, it's like,
0: well, like the scene you're talking about where, um, I don't want to gloss ahead or whatever, but like, they go off on the motorcycle together, yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. hunting. And, uh, Like the whole like interaction between them is all sarcasm. Like, oh, you gonna make me a friendship bracelet? You know, what are your favorite colors? Are they pink? Are they green? You know, because even by the end of the scene, right, he hands her a friendship bracelet. Right, yeah, like because they the, the whole like their whole like you get like you said, Daryl. They understand each other. They act on that level where they're not all like you know. Mm-hmm. Huggy kiss, huggy kissy, touchy feely, but they they understand each other on a deeper level because we they come from a world of abuse,
3: right? They both, yeah. they both share that history of being abused, right? Most of their lives, and right. so they they can relate to each other in a way that they can't with other people that don't understand what that feels like to live. Well,
1: like that. and he's also one of the few remaining people that were there for her at the end of
3: that abuse she went through. So. Yeah, true. Yeah, and he he was healing from his, and she was there for him when he was healing from his abuse as well. Like there's only they they understand that, and as much as the, and it's hard for someone who doesn't know what that feels like to love somebody who has been abused, because you you can't you can't save them. There's no saving them. They have to come out of it and build. You know, they have to do it on their own. Like they have to come out of it and heal on their own. All you can do is just be there. So you feel that with the with Ezekiel like trying to be there for her and he can't. <laughs> he just can't. He's just helpless.
0: Well, he can't really relate to her in ways like, yeah, like Daryl can. He just can't as, do it. You know, both uh, you know, abuse survivors mm-hmm. who've come through the other side, you know. Yeah.
2: Uh so the king's talking to Daryl as the ship's coming in and he's he says, Do you ever wonder why they call bat uh bird shit guano? And Daryl says, No, I've I've always just called it bird shit. Um, yeah, I like which that. I thought was kind of funny, and then he, and then he said, like, "I wonder what seagull tastes like," and Daryl just goes a chicken, and that wasn't like a everything tastes like chicken. That almost seemed like a Daryl's eaten seagull I he before, said so he knows it tastes taste like, chicken. like
1: chicken. I'll tell you that is what I thought he said, or did he? Oh, Either way, said, he got the point across. Yeah. He's eating some of that,
3: <laughs> and it wasn't good. No. And and of
2: course the king is just like oh okay maybe never mind right um, like never mind yeah uh, so Daryl goes and and has this little conversation with with Connie and she even says you know oh you you sign she writes him a note and says you're signed with a southern accent and Daryl was like oh really <laughs> like he it's almost like this childlike where he almost uh mm-hmm. like she's trying to make a joke and he uh you know she's he's buying it um. So, of course, the boat comes in, Carol's on the boat, um, and her and the king just kind of have this awkward exchange with each other where it's like, oh, yeah, nice nice to see you. And I, I guess this is the situation where, you know, sometimes marriages don't survive the yeah. death of a child, and I, yeah. I, I kind of take it as that's what they're going for with this is that it was just too much for uh, – it was just too much for them to handle. Um I think Carol's definitely got some issues going on since uh, yeah since she all reverts this back well. to car-
3: Carol mode right
2: yeah um <clears throat> so then we see that you know, like you mentioned earlier Rich Daryl has the actual uh, sign language book in his pot. he's been actually learning sign language he so likes her with her
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah got a crushy brown
1: chicken brown yeah well
3: she's beautiful uh, I mean beautiful. yeah she is
2: <laughs> yeah. So then, Carol gets off the boat, and she's super excited to see Daryl. She's happy to see him. They kind of have this conversation. They, um, they go, they go take a walk. Daryl even asks her while she was out there if if she was looking for for Alpha, and Carol said, you know, no. Um, and then we get our next chapter, which is called New Mexico, <clears throat> and this is pretty much just Daryl mm-hmm. and Carol. Um, I really liked this uh, this bit of the episode. Uh just the two of them kind of out and about. We I you know, we kind of touched on some of this already, you know, having the conversation about the oh should we get necklaces made and you know ha- you know, she's she's totally yeah. poking at him. You know, he's he's you know, it, it seems like Daryl's trying to you know, he, he's kind of found his place. He's trying to make things better, he's trying to, to fit in with this group, and you know, obviously there's there's it seems like there's something he going being on with him. Civilized. Yeah. And and you know, Carol obviously doesn't you know doesn't feel the same way, and um. And then you know she says, "Well, what if you know what if we just got on the uh, got on a boat and 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 took off or you know or you know your motorcycle and just <clears throat> and just head head west, no more fighting, you know, no more nothing." And so they kind of have this uh this conversation. Doesn't he suggest New Mexico? Yeah. 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 Because yeah, isn't New Mexico, New Mexico where are.
1: the ranch was for season three? If you're the Walking Dead, mm.
2: was it New Mexico? I thought they or were Arizona.
1: I thought they were in New Mexico because I'm like, there aren't good people there either. <laughs> it's not
2: peaceful yeah. there either. <laughs> but you know, just kind of see how other people are living and see what's going on. You know, just kind of, kind of head, head that way. Um. And then they they talk about, you know, they see the deer and then, you know, Daryl tells her, you know, hold, you know, don't go over there. That's, you know, that's their territory. And, you know, Carol's kind of upset about it. She's like, I don't, you know, I don't get it. Why are we, you know, why wouldn't we do that? And Daryl's like, look, we don't need to go looking for a fight if there's no fight to look for. You know, we haven't seen them in months. You know, we're doing our own thing. We're we're trying to make things better. You know, basically, like, we don't need to poke the bear if we don't need to poke the bear. Right. And, and that and that's one of the things I think they emphasized in the show is things seem to be going pretty well I mean you know they've they've got this really good relationship with oceanside so it sounds like they've got a fresh flow of, of food coming in with you know fresh fish and um, and they're able to hunt and um, supplies and the lines of communication are back open and everybody seems like they're getting along like they kind of make it a point of saying like it, yes there's this border that we can't cross but we don't need to cross it. Like, why do we need to go out that way? We have everything we need here and everything's going, going pretty well. So, and of course, um, then the, once again, the satellite, uh, crashes down, um, overhead. And so now this time we cut to things as they happen. And so now, uh, we get to, to the chapter called lines we cross, uh, and this is the actual fire. And so in order to fight the fire, they have to go into, the territory, and there's some uh reticence to want to do that, but you know, they make a point and say, Look, there's a fire over there, and fire spreads, so we need to nip this thing in the bud because the longer we wait and the bigger it gets, the more of a problem it's going to be. Um, and so they, you know, they have their own little fire brigade that they send out, and you know, they've got these little uh little water tanks on their back, which are you know, equivalent to to kind of <laughs> might, well, might as well pee out that fire for all the water that's <laughs> in those backpacks, but no, but still, rough. you know, just. And but, but, I have a but question they, they, here.
1: They're 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 in the D C surrounding area, right? I mean uh, imagine how many fire well of course by now they wouldn't be charged, I guess. I'm just thinking that there's other things that they could have been stockpiling for emergency stuff like this. You got the 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 National Library there that has all of Franklin's notes on when they started up the first fire departments in the 18th century. You've got the travel area of uh, the Smithsonian that has old, you know, the old carts and stuff that they fought fires with from the fire brigades and all that. It's just, and I'm not talking about just our group here, but any of these groups, 10 years in, you would think that they have would have thought of we need to have these emergency procedures in place and things like
2: well, that. They- I, don't I think know. they did. They, they did a pretty good job because I mean, this is a brush fire. This isn't. This isn't a residential fire. This is a fire inside the city. This is a brush fire. Uh, you fight them very, very differently. Um,
1: what do you know about and, fighting fires, Russ? Come on. Well, what there. do you know about <laughs>
0: fi- what do you know about fictional characters? What kind of stakes would there be? What kind of drama would there have been? They've just been like, <laughs> okay, let's back up the wagon. Okay, we're all yeah. done here. <laughs> wow, Out what an exciting episode of Walking Dead that was. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they did some cool, I mean they you know they dug fi- you know they were digging a fire break and you know yeah. again I I think they did a really good job of amping up the tension. Oh no, they did. Um Just playing. doing you know doing you know from from my perspective I mean basically doing the right thing like it's like hey we need to get in front of this thing and dig a fire break cuz wh- who was it um Aaron uh, the guy with Eldon, um the the older guy the the black the blacksmith guy uh Oh damn I can't dig it Grace, Grace Underfire's husband Earl? from last season. Yeah. What was his name? Earl. That
3: name.
2: Earl. Yes, Earl was. He, even he's like, Yep, yeah, it's gonna be a long night. Like he's, you can tell it's like uh, he's he's seen some stuff. Like he knows what's going on here. Um, but yeah, they're you know building the fire break in there, and it's like, hey, we need to backburn this. You know, we need to we need to stamp out all this fuel. So when that you know when that fire which is headed this way, you know if we if we could if we could burn back the other way, then you know basically just put this thing out. So I think there's some really cool. Uh, you know, the things, things that they, they did. And, uh, again, I think it kind of helped amp up the tension because at any given moment, you're like, okay, well, is alpha going to treat this as an encroachment on her territory? Because for the most part, I don't think she cares if it's fire, you know, Holocaust, uh, earthquake, you know, nuclear war, whatever. Like if you cross that line, she's going to take it as, as, as you cross on the line, right. right? like she doesn't care why. Um, so I, I thought there was again. I think they did they did a pretty good job of of building up that tension and you wondering what was coming. And of course, when daylight hits and they things are for the most part under control. Obviously, between the fire itself and the noise and everything else, um, you know, a bunch of the the walkers come, uh, you know, come on the scene and they have to kind of now they're almost fighting on two fronts where they're trying to stamp out the remnants of this fire and then they're having to deal with the with the dead that are coming up. I think um, Alpha directed that small herd. At
0: them, maybe, I, I thought that, that I thought that really ratcheted up the tension even another notch. Thinking, oh my God, one of these could be a whisper, and if they accidentally mm-hmm. yep. take out a whisper, that's going to be all kinds of shit in the, you know, uh, um, in their pants. Because S- she wants them, them yeah, yeah, she wants them when in it, that constant state of fear. Right, they make mistakes, it, yeah, right.
2: And it and it it changes how you know the one thing that the whisperers are doing is it changes the way they have to go about in how they fight the dead. Mm-hmm. You know, normally it's just like, okay, I'll just run up on them and just stab them in the head. Well, if if this person is not <laughs> is not dead, <laughs> and you know they pull out a you know a gun and shoot you, or you know pull out a sword and start swinging, you know you you can't just take it for granted that you can get close quarters on these things and and take them out anymore. Yeah. So again, it just kind of helps. With, you know, with that tension.
1: Well, and it mm-hmm. seems like every fight now with Walker, somebody yells out, almost like a DJ Khaled type thing, watch their hands! Every mm-hmm. time now, you know?
0: You have to, though. It's a kind that, of the uh, I would have to give my Walker kill of the episode, though, to Carol. Oh. once she uses oh, the yeah. blood of that one Walker to put out the fire on the and other Walker. And put out a fire. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's a tie between that and, mm. and uh, Daryl and the five... Kill tree swing thing he did, which hit oh, yeah. on the
3: first hit. He yeah, did. It he actually got awesome. it. Um, Yeah, but Carol's move was a Jedi move. Yeah, that, that yeah, looks yeah. Like she, uh, but I do. Go ahead. I, I
2: I do like it when when Daryl hmm. takes something and like is able to get overkill yeah. out of it, right? Like he takes a hat. throws a it it Yeah.
0: I have a suspicion that they were out. I, I don't know if you guys have it in your areas yet, but in the, here in Pittsburgh, they have bars where you can go throw axes at targets while you're drinking. There are oh, places yeah, out here that have Not it that I'm yet. aware of. Sounds like a terrible here, idea. No. I, I could just see Norman Reedus go into the water. Oh, yeah. Hey, Angela, why don't we write this into that? I'm really good at throwing these hatchets at this bar. Well, actually, I did watch <laughs> it.
3: It wasn't his idea, but I think it was Norman Reedus's idea, but they actually practiced. He actually yeah. had it. He never did it before, but they actually had him practice. Russ, you should have called yes, Jason Momoa, that's what did it. <laughs> that's Russ, probably don't what you live
1: me. down there near Conroe? Aren't you near the Texas Renaissance Festival? That's nothing but people throwing axes and stuff.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm like two oh, and a half hours I thought you away were from that. Uh, well, south of, yeah, yeah, is from where I am in Houston, Conroe's almost oh, three wow. hours okay. away.
3: Yeah, New York got enough anger maybe here. Maybe
2: two, maybe two hours. Conroe's Con- 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 on the complete opposite.
0: protest is pretty turn. big.
2: It's it's, it's <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. So that leads us into our final chapter called Embers. Um and then this is where the backup from Alexandria arrives. So it's like I, I, again another cool moment. You know, here comes Look Richard for Eugene me on the dawning
0: of the third day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look to the east. <laughs>
2: And I love how irritated Michonne is that with Eugene. Was my to, like Eugene yeah. wants to mess with this satellite, and she's like, Damn, are you kidding my me with this? One.
1: Yeah, my theory is he wants to get all the parts so he can build his own Robo Zeta <laughs> sex doll.
0: That's my that's my theory. The best part is when the other dude is like, sure. hey, Eugenius, what about radiation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Russ. You ever think I of sh- that? And, and then Eugene kind of looks like, like, uh, um, 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 uh, like, well, Russ, did, I...
2: And he starts going into how we basically—they all have yeah, a disease in them that, them it, that turns that them into the, into the dead, and there's radiation. But the wording he used—it's
1: yeah. like, God, that is so Eugene. I—I I don't know who does the actual line writing for Eugene himself, but man, they come up with some
3: good stuff. But the way—but the way Michonne answered it, it felt like she really, like, meant it. Like the way that she it was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Like she's really tired yeah. of him, right then and there.
2: He's like ten minutes. So she's like, you have zero minutes. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and then she ends up telling yeah. somebody to go help him
3: with it. So you know, you know what? She sound like you
0: know. a mother, a mother with a lot of children, yes. and yes. trying to get two kids to go. What does she go? The Kirk Discotti thing, you know? Or just, I need yeah. ten minutes. You have five. You yeah, know that kind of I love it. Yes. No, she's like, you have zero.
2: zero. <laughs> it was like, yeah. I'm not even playing that. <laughs> um. So yeah, so then Aaron's like, "Well, maybe, you know, maybe we bought ourselves something because, you know, fire's bad for us, fire's bad for them." And Michonne's yeah, right.
0: like, "Yeah." <laughs> that's are care. well known for their rationality. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. that is for.
1: logical, but unfortunately, Alpha has kissed logic bye-bye a long time ago. Yeah.
3: <laughs> True that.
2: So then Carol asks Daryl if she's ready to, you know, are you still you still wanting to leave? And Daryl's like, <clears throat> Daryl's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, He's like, I. He he says he wants her to stay. Yeah, he he
3: said. He He said, "Don't make me poke holes in all Um, the boats."
2: Yeah, yeah. Don't make me poke holes in all. Yeah, that was a good line. Um, Then he walks away, and then Michelle or uh, uh, Carol kind of walks to the to the edge of the quarry, looks down, and of course sees. Now, do you think she really saw? I I I I think she really saw. That was really Alpha Uh, and Alpha really looking at her.
1: That's what made me think Alpha steered a small herd
2: Um, into the fire. Could very well be, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they get their their firm stare down at the to end the episode, and
0: that's the really shade cool. reverberated for oh, days. Oh man, that, would <laughs> right <there>. that was <laughs> true oh, wait, shade. Carol's like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adult. Mean mugging. Yeah, I like the,
1: the way Skybound puts Carol gazes into the gorge, as she sees Alpha emerge from the woods. She looks up and stares daggers into Carol.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> like, <laughs> and yep. she's the one to kill her son. And I'm like, you looking at me with an attitude, and you killed my son? Carol has to be the one to take Alpha down. That's all I can say. I don't know. It might be the daughter, though.
1: Could be. That would be as satisfying as
3: well. So. Could be a Return of the
0: Jedi moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Darth Vader comes and knocks her down the chasm. That All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
2: So before we get into our busters, does somebody want to give us a word from our
0: sponsor? com? Ladies, gentlemen, undecided and still figuring it out. You have another couple months until your gift-giving holidays are upon you. Your Hanukkah, your Christmas, your your Kwanzaa, your Festivus, what have you, whatever you celebrate. Uh, it's a good time of year to get a gift for someone you care about. And if you want to uh, make that gift a Walking Dead gift, for instance, because you're both fans of the show, now uh, it's coming roaring back strong. Or just you know somebody who's geeky and would look in a Michonne hoodie or um, you know, Daryl derelict uh, owning their own Daryl on his uh, motorcycle action figure like I have, then by all means, go to com and check out what they've got. They've got all kinds of great deals, 20%, 30%, 40 50% on some things. If you want to catch up with The Walking Dead, I read it all the way to the end now, now that we've gotten the final chapter. That's easy to do. You can go and trade paperbacks, hardcovers, uh, giant compendium editions that look like phone books full of zombies. Um... All that good all that kind of good stuff and again 20 30 40 fifty percent off um, you could take I have literally spent you know hours looking at their website all the different kinds of stuff they're selling all the different stuff they have on sale all the different uh, uh, price drops price cuts and specials they have and you too uh, will be amazed by their selection and their prices this isn't some giant mega corporation like Amazon or whatnot uh, off to uh, know, take your money to buy a giant moon rocket like Jeff Bezos says oh no this is a uh, small business and uh, they are happy to have your business they will do what it takes to keep your business they will, uh, if you are a stickler about your books and comics and toys being in a pristine condition they are well prepared to package your things and they they will come to you in as mint condition as humanly possible um, they, do, they go the extra mile for you if they're God forbid there is a problem. They make it right immediately. Uh, but I've never had a problem ordering from them, and I've heard of very few problems otherwise. But uh, DCBService.com, check them out. Get your shopping done now. And you can rest easy and just get hit all those hallo- Halloween parties and Thanksgiving parties and everything else, and uh, you know you won't have to worry about it. You'll have it off your shoulders. So You can also check out com, their sister site. We thank them for their continued support of our show.
2: Indeed. All right. So what are our Buster ratings? We're back in the Busters. Uh, Rich, why don't you go first?
1: Yeah, um, I really enjoyed this episode. I mean, it wasn't like any super revelations or anything like that, but I thought that they set the table up pretty well for the season to come. I think that they did a really good job of catching everybody up. Um, somebody, I think Jim mentioned it about how they really leaned heavily into the favorite players of, of, of this show and, um, they did it really well. I liked the simultaneously, you know, the different stories leading to the one moment with the satellite deal. Um, all of it, I, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I, I would say four, four busters is my rating for this one.
3: Daryl? Um, I would I I really liked it. I I enjoyed it. I like even more as we talked about it than I did the first time I watched it, even though I did enjoy it. Um, there's just so many, you know, scenes. It was great to see the you know, the cast together and uh the training montage was great. Uh, you know, everybody getting hearing a little negan some Eugene isms, um, you know, seeing Carol and Daryl you know, uh, having their time together. That's always fun to watch. Uh, and a lot of emotional stuff, uh, Ezekiel, um, also the, uh, one of them dealing with, uh, the loss of hearing and, and, uh, what that must be like to, to have to go through that. And you're in a world where you're in a, under a constant state of danger, um, you know, it must be terrifying, um. But yeah, it all, you know, even Judas with the kids, it, it all was, I, it was just great. I just enjoy watching it. it. I would say 4 out of, 4.5 out of out of 5 for me, uh, Busters.
2: Nice.
0: Jim? Wow, that's high praise. Um, I liked the episode pretty well. I liked the little uh, vignettes all reaching to the end the way they did. Everything else I liked, I think I went over in the. Uh, in the recap of the shows. So I give it a four out of five. It was definitely a solid episode, solid start off to the season, and uh, I'm I'm happy it's back. Thank you, thank you, Walking Dead, for coming back. You don't know we've been through, man. <laughs>
2: uh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I really, <clears throat> I really dug it. I I think again, just from from the word go, I think it has a reinvigorated vibe. Uh, I'm I'm. Really enjoy. I I thought it was shot well. I thought it was written well. Uh, again, the character interaction stuff is uh, is is really good, especially the Carol and Daryl stuff. And so I'm really just curious to see what's going on with um, with Sadiq and um, and Gabriel and and all them back at Alexandria. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I I think this is this is a a good shot in the arms uh, to start the season, especially since uh, fear kind of petered out. Uh, the way it did on the on the other show. So, what did the Facebook group say this week, gentlemen?
1: Uh, we have oh. Aaron's busters as well.
0: Oh, well, yes. What did what did Mister Aaron, Aaron who? <laughs> oh, <I'm kidding. laughs> I kid, I kid because I love. You want to read those, Rich? Yeah, sure. It says, "Hey guys,
1: sorry I'm away, but I had to deal with two Will Smiths for the price of one tonight. Anyway, seeing Gemini Man. Yep." <laughs> Anyway, rather than detail the episode you guys have discussed, I'll just lay down some power rankings. Nine, Sadiq, Dante, less of this. Eight, Michonne, Aaron. Aaron, stay in your own lane. Uh, Seven, Rosita, Eugene, baby jokes, okay. Uh, Sadiq, baby Coco, get a grip, Sadiq. (laughs) Judith, uh, five, Judith and RJ, more of this. Four, Daryl and Connie, Daryl's got fans. Three, Negan Lydia, uh, best use of Negan in a while. Two, Carol Daryl, always great. One, Carol Alpha, great death stare. Wish the forest fire,
0: settled. get it three and a half busters. And you could read uh, Aaron's uh, review of it on the Facebook group. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Uh, he's going to be writing a review of the episode for WeLiveEntertainment.com. Um in depth, uh, a little deeper. So even when he is on the show, he's probably going to go into stuff there that he wouldn't go on or go into. Yeah, check that out. Again, you can link right from the pod, the Facebook group. Uh, speaking of the Facebook group, every week we ask our Facebook group to give us their Buster ratings. Yay, we're back to Busters. Hmm. Um, for The Walking Dead and you know their uh, their critiques of the episode. And of course, this week is no exception. Um, Starting with Tammy, H- Tammy Heisley, Uh, I enjoyed the first half, got kind of bored after that. Three busters. Okay, maybe it was on too late for you or something. Um, Three pooping pants out of five. Lots of cool walkers and deaths. In this one, FX aside, nothing else blew me away. I don't get why so much centered around a Russian satellite crashing. The Carol and Ezekiel, she was just weird. I was supposed to feel awkward. I mean, it was an awkward moment. Uh, Lydia had a plan to see to get her to follow him later. Uh, DeRay Irvin, four busters. God, this was such a well-structured episode with so much zombie kills. It's like a sweet relief to those terrible Fear of the Walking Dead episodes. <laughs> oh, man. I feel you, DeRay. We were here for the whole thing. Don't forget. Uh, Mark Richards, four out of five firewalkers. It was a good return. We enjoyed the start with the training and how they all see doing the Roman Shield thing. Did slow down in the middle on the pick back up at the end, but looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, Lisa Kelly, uh, welcome back, Mothership. Uh, awesome to see Daryl and Carol doing their besties for everything. Great zombie action. Love the ending. Now that's how you do a cliffhanger. Four Morgan, go back to the original shows out of five. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I'm excited about the Walking Dead universe. Uh, Johnny Stower, four, five, you crossed the line out of five. Stoked to have the show back. Finally, good writing. I'm excited about next week's episode because it's going to be a flashback of how The Whisperer started, and I'm interested in that. Since it's already renewed for season 11, which they haven't done before the premiere a couple of years now, uh, hopefully this means the season will be really, really strong. Here's to fingers crossed. And then Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, Marathon Runner and Beer Connoisseur, uh, wrote in, uh, four Pulp Fiction episodes out of five. Uh, love the opening scene on the beach. Zombie Kill the Week goes to Carol for the use of the zombie blood to douse the fire. Great to have the parent show back. And if you would like to join the discussion and let us know what you think about the episodes now that our uh, main show is back by all means, join us in the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast, or just look up The Walking Dead TV podcast. And uh, we would love to have you in the group and let us know what you think.
2: Excellent. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, for listening, uh, you can check me out here at HHWLOD.com, as well as, uh, as I've mentioned previously, Mr. Uh, Taylor's uh, Gotham by Geeks podcast over on the Taylor Network of Podcasts. Daryl, what else can they find over at the Taylor Network of Podcasts?
3: Oh, well you can uh, you can hear me and Jim and Donnie uh, catch up on all the TV and movie uh, news and shows. And this is fall TV time, so... This is a major time for the podcast where we, uh...
0: I just watched to... the Batwoman and Supergirl premieres. Back oh, wow. Back. Yeah, and we, Mr. We... Robot's. Robot's back, too. Oh, man. damn! I, I just Glad
3: watched
1: woman right before this. I haven't seen Supergirl yet.
3: So. Um. So, yeah. So, we catch up on all that. This is a major time for that. So, we, we definitely, uh... Try to watch all the the fall TV shows that we can, uh... Let you know uh, which ones are worth watching and which ones aren't. Uh... You can also catch, uh... Our Marvel Mix uh, podcast where we uh, catch up on all the Marvel, not just the comics, but the movies and the TV shows. And there's a lot of stuff that will be coming up soon uh, with all the announcements from New York Comic Con uh, with, uh, you know, new writers taking over books and whatnot. So uh, definitely be catching up on that. Uh, and you can catch everything on the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com uh, all that stuff is there
0: uh, yeah, TaylorNetworkPodcast.com you can catch me on Nothing's On every week well, except for last week, sorry uh, with Daryl and Donnie um, if you go to Fiverr.com that's F-I-V-E-R-R dot com, you can hire me for voiceover, voice acting work or podcast editing or uh, video uh, editing as it were uh, just look me up there, I'm Jim Deeds 840 all one word And oldmagicgaming.com is where you can find our D&D podcast from our live play. Uh, We add background music and sound effects, all kinds of stuff to kind of jazz it up. It's really a lot of fun. Listen up over there at oldmagicgaming.com. Excellent. And Rich, where can folks find you?
1: Uh, On the socials at Chubtoe01, right here on the Walking Dead TV podcast. And then... Hopefully we'll be recording an all star DC all stars podcast at the Taylor network soon where we can discuss like the Batwomans and the Supergirls and all cool. of that. So yes. he hits me there as well.
2: Uh, make sure to check out uh, Aaron's podcast out now with Aaron and Abe, where he does a podcast with his buddy mm-hmm. Abe and they talk about the new weekly releases. They do a lot of uh, movie t- commentary tracks um, as well as, as Jim mentioned, his uh, reviews over at we live com. So definitely check all that out. Um, so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, don't forget your shitting
0: pants. You gotta be prepared yeah. for that kind of thing.
2: Um, oh, Especially so a little bit of a spoiler talk since since we're signed off. Hopefully, if you stuck around, um, this is I would call extremely extremely mild spoilers, but um, it does relate to the comics, so I figured we'd we'd save this for later. All right. <clears throat> but the conversation that. Uh, that Negan has with Father Gabriel is almost word for word the conversation he has with uh with Rick. Um,
3: uh-huh. Different
2: outcomes, uh similar points in the story, uh, sure. and obviously not again more more I'd I'd say a spoiler for the for the show because you know Rick is no longer on the show and you know he he was right. yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, he's he's oh. he's still, you know, kicking in the in the comics. So that was interesting to see. There were portions of that speech I thought that were just kind of like word for word uh, when he was talking to Gabriel. Um, and then the second, the second part, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but uh, was that when Carol gets off the boat? Um, so in the comics, after All Out War, Michonne goes away for a while, and I think it's ninety days. And uh, they actually we never really knew for the most part what happened with her. We get we get little hints when she talks about some things. Uh, when she comes back and talks to Rick, uh, when she gets back, but um, but the her exploits were detailed in that uh, Telltale Walking Walking Dead game that we uh, uh, we mentioned earlier. That Jim said, uh, you know, if you if you link up your Twitch Prime with your Amazon Prime, you can get that game, and it tells what happened during those ninety days. So it's interesting in in the in the you know just because of the divergence of the show and the book. Um, you know, Michonne is a, a healthy part of the community and a growing part of the community. There's tons of characters that are no longer around and some that still are. Um and it's Carol that kind of goes off on the boat to to kind of uh clear her head of things and, and work on the fishing boat. And the same kind of things that she tells that Carol tells Daryl were things that Michonne told told Rick. You know, it's like, you know, you work all day, you work till you're tired, you you pass out, you know, it was it was very they're very parallels uh, to those conversations, so it's it's interesting to see they're seeing some of the same things play out, just with different characters. Um, yeah,
0: they've, they've shuffled the deck quite a few times yeah. like that over the series over the life of the series.
2: Yeah, and it and it definitely has a different, uh, you know, the a different vibe to it, and a different, uh, you know, just just the way that it's playing out. Even though you have basically the same things happening, it's a it's it's interesting, I find, to see how different it is, um, you, you know, with with the character shuffled. So. I thought, I thought that was that was a couple of interesting things to, to point out in this episode. Cool. And that was it. That's all I wanted to just mention.
0: All right.
2: All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week when we talk about episode two. Take care.